These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. On Tuesday, Lake Macquarie Police were seeking to speak to a middle-aged man who they believe could assist with their inquiries over three deliberately lit fires last week. Around 20 to 5 on Thursday, the 23rd of January, a fire broke out in the Glenrock State Conservation Park near Burwood Road at Cahiba. While crews were battling the flames, two other fires ignited beside the Fernley track. A man was seen standing next to the track watching the firefighting effort. He was described as being in his 40s of Caucasian appearance 170 centimetres tall with a solid build and scruffy dark brown hair in a mullet style cut. Police appealed for help from the public to find a woman who assaulted an elderly couple at Scone. Around 10 o'clock on Sunday the 26th, a man and a woman aged 84 and 86 were putting rubbish in the bin outside their home on Guernsey Street when an unknown woman started verbally abusing them from across the road. Police said the woman then crossed the road and assaulted the pair, with the man punched and kicked to the ground and the woman pushed to the ground before the attacker ran off. The couple were taken to Maitland Hospital and treated for cuts and bruising. Musselbrook police particularly wanted to hear from anyone with dashcam or CCTV footage of the incident. Newcastle independent councillors slammed a move to hold another strategic planning weekend at Port Stephens Luxury Resort, saying it was a waste of taxpayers' money. Councillors were heavily criticised for a similar weekend away this time last year. Councillor John Church told NBN News Council had spent more than $10 million on its new administration centre in Stewart Avenue and 15 to $20 million on City Hall, saying there was more than enough venue space to hold the planning session at either venue. The mother of a young woman being treated at John Hunter Hospital was taken aback by staff who told her to buy a fan or bring one from home following an air conditioning malfunction in stifling heat. The Herald reported Abby Kearney was recovering in a private room after suffering a suspected fractured pelvis in a horse riding fall. However, there was no air conditioning or fans and the windows were locked shut, leaving her feeling nauseous. Hunter New England Health has since apologised. On Wednesday, a decision to leave Singleton out of the latest round of federal funding for drought relief left Mayor Sue Moore dismayed. Another 52 councils have been added to the government's drought communities program to fund drought-related projects in agricultural regions. However, Singleton was overlooked because it failed to meet the criteria of 17% of its workforce having to be agricultural workers. Sue Moore said although the Shire fell short by just under 6%, much of the LGA was covered by farming land and Singleton farmers were suffering just as much during the worst drought on record. The Newcastle Permanent Building Society was forced to apologise for a mistake which saw thousands of customers overcharged. The Herald reported 18,000 customers with offset accounts were owed more than $4 million. The Building Society said an error occurred when offset transaction accounts were incorrectly linked to home loans, meaning affected customers were charged at a higher interest rate. On Thursday, the Hunter Valley wine and tourism industries said they were reeling in the wake of recent bushfires and the coronavirus outbreak. Many Chinese visitors were unable to travel here due to flight bans, which has seen the cancellation of group bookings to the vineyards. While not being directly impacted, the recent bushfires also had an effect on the impact of numbers. New figures showed a $42 million loss in tourism revenue in the Hunter Valley over the past three months. Parents were outraged after it was found Newcastle East Public School students had been potentially exposed to deadly asbestos. The children potentially needed to put their names on the state's dust diseases register. Education Minister Sarah Mitchell said there was no asbestos present when asked by Tim Crackenthorpe in 2019. Tim Crackenthorpe said, Given the building's history with asbestos, checking they were safe should have been a top priority. The Hunter Domestic Violence Service, Jenny's Place, had been offered a grant to help keep the centre open. The centre faced closure last year and had relied on donation and grants from the corporate sector. 
A request for $310,000 was turned down by the state government last year, which said there was no money to fund the service. Attorney General and Minister for the Prevention of Domestic Violence Mark Speakman wrote to Jenny's Place offering a grant of $25,000, which could be used to hire an external consultant to work on a new corporate sponsorship package. One student and four staff members from the University of Newcastle were placed into isolation following their return from the Wuhan region less than 14 days ago. The university has 26 currently enrolled students with a home address in Wuhan, with all reportedly safe and well. Around 2,751 students enrolled at the university were from China in 2019. Lake Macquarie Council said they did not have a role in approving plans to commence seismic testing and drilling in Lake Macquarie on Monday the 3rd of February. Centennial Coal said they were to commence work, which is usually conducted in deep ocean areas, in Lake Macquarie, which in some areas is just 11 metres deep. Council said they had been told the program included shallow marine surveys, rockhead and exploration drilling to search for coal seams. The council was seeking further details on the project and had arranged for Centennial Coal to brief them on the works. There was serious community concern raised about the lack of consultation by Centennial Coal and the potential impact to sea animals and the marine environment. And in sport, Newcastle Knights back rower Bo Firmer had quit the club to take a three-year deal with the Gold Coast Titans. The 21-year-old was regarded as one of the club's rising stars and was promoted to the Knights' top 30 roster at the end of 2019. Firmer said there was a greater opportunity and pathway with the Titans and and it would allow him to be closer to his family in Queensland. Jets goalkeeper Glenn Moss hung up the gloves, announcing his retirement at the end of the current A-League season. Moss still had 12 regular season games left, but only needed another five games to rack up a half-century of appearances for Newcastle. The former New Zealand international told NBN News his body couldn't take it anymore. And the Knights were expected to officially announce the re-signing of Pasami Solo with the club for two more years. Solo had only featured in six NRL-level games, but coach Adam O'Brien said he saw potential in the 21-year-old. The young prop said he was relieved he didn't have to go anywhere.